Welcome to the Hometime Show podcast. Uh, can I just say, yesterday, I, I was a very lucky boy. I got a lot of treats on yesterday's show, didn't you I? You did, yeah. I had the, what well, classifying it as a bit of a treat, the Marmite uh, peanut butter combo. Yeah, you see, the, the gesture behind it was meant to be a treat. You didn't overly approve of it, but, you know, I wasn't to know. And just a little insight into behind the scenes in the show, I had one spoonful of it and then Richie took the pot back with it. <laughs> That's because <laughs> so I love it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing which you did, we didn't talk about on the show, which you did get me, which is a very kind thing, uh, and it has blown my mind. You bought me a sweet I'd never, ever had before, and this was so nice, I couldn't wait to get home. I ate it on the train. Uh, you got me a Snickers creamy peanut butter combo. Now, you see, I don't know this for certain, but I think that within the last six months, they've hired somebody new at Snickers. Snickers are great. Snickers are fantastic. Marathon back in the day. We all know that. Yeah. But recently, Snickers have decided, um, other than obviously their Snickers ice cream, which you can buy, they've decided to vary things up. So you can buy your protein Snickers now. You can buy your crispy Snickers. Yeah. And you can now buy your smooth Snickers. They've gone away from just their staple one. And they are all, all of these different variants, they're all fantastic, but you hadn't tried the creamy one. I thought it was fantastic. I like the fact it's in two separate little bits, so you yeah. can kind of save a bit and have a bit later on. Don't have to. Oh, you don't have to. Uh, and also, it kind of reminded me of, um, I went for a period of like really, really being obsessed with the uh, Snickers ice cream. Oh, so good. Isn't it good? And so the, good. the Mars ice cream, Snickers ice cream, two of the best ice creams out there, mm. kind of reminded me of that in many ways. It was an homage to the Snickers ice cream. So, But the problem is, I've never seen it before. What do you mean? But where do you get these things? Uh, I got mine from Costcutter on Ware High Street. I'll be heading over after this show's <laughs> finished. <laughs> going to be a good show, despite the fact he just had to check what day of the week it was. I it saw you doing it. it. I thought, surely he's not, but he absolutely was. Doesn't feel like a Tuesday, does it? <laughs> no, because it there's a party vibe going on in the studio. Lot to happen today, but first, a holiday opportunity for you if you like this TV show. Well, you might have kids that like this TV show. It's Bluey. It's the big show on CBeebies at the moment. Bluey's awesome. It provides me with a good dad joke in our house, because I always say to Katie, I'm going to put on a bit of Bluey. <laughs> Uh, he's a cartoon dog. He's uh, from Australia. He's got a, a family of dogs. That's, that's about it, really. Stuff happens to them. They're awesome. But a family in Brisbane have done up their house to look like Bluey's cartoon house, and they've put it on Airbnb and market it. Uh, as you could go and stay uh, for an Airbnb trip in Bluey's house. How, how amazing would that be for your kids to say that you've, you've, you've taken them to go and actually stay in actual Bluey's house? It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, obviously you can't because Bluey's actual house is a cartoon, but they have done this up and it looks so much like it. It's a really, really good effort. And it does beg the question, if you could have a an Airbnb weekend away in any TV or movie house from history, where would it be? Overlook Hotel from The Shining. <laughs> Imagine that, get a little trike, make sure no one else is in it. Yeah, OK. Go around the trike, go to that room where that woman's in the bath, can have a little cuddle. <laughs> I don't think I'd have to go too far away from yesterday's show. I'd go to Ramsey Street, all those houses in the glorious Australian weather, and they've all got swimming pools in the back garden, all that kind of thing. Well, it'd be brilliant to have a five-a-side, because there's a cul-de-sac in it, exactly, in Ramsey Street. yeah, they were always playing sport out in the street. You're I would right. absolutely love to have a five-a-side game with you in, in Ramsey Street. That'd be brilliant. It'd be awesome. So think about it. All the big houses from famous TV shows and movies. If you could stay in one for a weekend, where are you going and why? Let us know, 8, 12, 15, to text us or tweet us at 
Absolute Radio. For me, just one other one to throw in, another TV show from my youth, uh, The House from the Wonder Years. Yes. I would love his older brother to call me a butthead <laughs> whilst we're having dinner or so. I'd give anything for so that. So you're wanting to kind of stay at the house but actually be in on the show as well at the same time. Why right? don't they do it? They should take it to the next level. <laughs> that bluey house, the dad should dress up as a dog. <laughs> uh, Joe tweets, obviously the fun house. Now, you, let, let's just think about this for a second. It would be fun to visit. I never saw any accommodation there. If you could stay in any house from TV or movies, where would it be? Tom says Teletubby Land. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That's a bit of a leap, but actually when you think about it, their house is a very futuristic, green-looking thing. L- loads of grass. That It looks like Gary Neville's house. Do you remember he had an it eco does. house? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wall-to-wall tubby custard. You've got that uh, slide thing that they slide down inside to the naughty Nunu. Imagine being called in for your tea by that little <laughs> tube thing. <laughs> I love that. That'd be so good, wouldn't it? Uh, Stu tweets, South Fork. What a wonderful place that would be, apart from being in Texas. Uh, and if you die, you might find that the magic shower brings you back to life. Where's that? What's Dallas. That? Is that actually from Dallas? Yeah, South Fork, the estate, yeah. Sign me up, get my shoulder pads done. <laughs> right, we've got Jan on the line. Jan, what TV house would you like a weekend in? Definitely the Jetsons, 1962. Wow, so, I mean, I, very rarely I get to say this, it was before our time. <laughs> Uh, what, well, what, what, well, before my time, I was born 20 years after that. Uh, oh, OK, so tell us about the Jetsons, sir, if people don't know what the Jetsons was all about. Well, it was like a futuristic family that sort of um, seemed to have moved around on moving walkways and they always used to fly the kids to school in a little flying bubble cars and had automated meals and it just sounded fabulous back then, I think, in the 80s when we were watching it. Yeah. The Jetsons was awesome. It was like a space version of the Flintstones, I always thought. Space Flintstones. Very much so, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. It was it was literally it was literally a space version of the Flintstones. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and can I ask you as someone who's clearly a science fiction fan yourself, do you feel a bit let down uh, where we are in twenty twenty two with technology and ro- you know, we haven't got robots really that can do anything. We've got we don't have instant meals, we can't go on hover pods. All that stuff promised to us, you know, with things like the Jetsons is not materialised, does it, Yan? No, you're absolutely right. I think, but I still remember having my little Casio watch back in 1990s with a calculator on it. Are you happy with that? I thought, well, one day we're going to have a watch that you can make telephone calls on, and we have that today, and it's amazing. We do, we do, Jan, but I'm sorry, George Jetson would probably still be turning his nose up at it. (laughs) I agree, I agree, yes. We're still not flying hover cars, and we're still not delivering kids to school in little bubble pods. It's just not happening. It is a little bit of a disappointment, but then they did tell us in the 60s that by the... uh, time of 1980s is going to happen we're going to be living on the moon and we're still not. That's a good point, I, I feel hurt by that on a daily basis. Good to speak to you Jan. Cheers Jan. Take care, bye now uh, Taz the chef has texted to say, lads, the place I would stay is the cafe from Allo Allo oh. Simple times with all the goings on there. Loads of red wine and lovely food, it looked yeah. like a good fun didn't you it? You think about it, you've got all that and there was accommodation upstairs above the cafe if you are happy to share a room with Renee's mother-in-law <laughs> Part of the deal. <laughs> uh, Dale, uh, it's not Dale, sorry, that's someone else. Stuart says, uh, the Round the Twist Lighthouse. What a show. Have you ever, ever, ever felt like this? Strange things happen. Are you going round the, the twist? twist? Oh, it is. We'd have to stay there. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> Cameron's house from Ferris Bueller's Day Off yes. is a great shout on text. Uh, Dale says, Dear Bush and Richie, I would really love to stay in either Bilbo Baggins's house. Why? Because it looks beautiful. 
<laughs> Love that text. Uh, ben, where are you staying? I was staying the... Uh, do you remember Rosie and Jim? Rosie and Jim, yes. Yeah. Rosie and Jim. Imagine being on that ragdoll boat. Right. Sailing down the lovely river. All right, Ben. John's by your side. So, out of oh, all, any, any location, whatever, from film or TV, you'd like to be on a canal boat with a stuffed toy, pair of toys? Yeah, well, when you put it that way, it sounds too great. I'll be honest with you. So, OK. <laughs> OK, <laughs> let's, Thank you. let's refine this. You want to be on Rosie and Jim's boat, but not with Rosie and Jim? Oh, well, I mean... Yeah, I think I'll take John just for myself, to be honest. Yeah, you are right. You what? Take who? Who's John? Take John. He's the owner of the boat, isn't he? Right. I'm afraid I'm going to have to lock you out of this particular <laughs> fancy. You're making it weird. Don't make our phone a weird. <laughs> Cheers, Ben. Cheers, mate. Uh, there was a lot of chat about the Around the Twist lighthouse. Iconic. Uh, Louise has got in touch. She's gone one step further and visited it. Now, Louise, explain. Well, it was, it was awesome. I was backpacking. I was 21 years old. And, of course, I had to go and find the Around the Twist lighthouse. Okay, and is it as good? Is it as good uh, in real life as it was when we were on telly when we were kids? Even better, even better. It was. Uh, it's a really dramatic location, like really beautiful. And uh, yeah, I just I was literally the only person there. There was no one else. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was brilliant. So whereabouts in Australia is it then? It's just on the Great Ocean Road, which is in between Melbourne, um, going towards Adelaide. Um, and I, I was just, yeah, backpacking along there. Amazing. I, lo- I love the reason that you, you, at the beginning you, you, you said, I was backpacking around the world and I went to Australia, so of course I had to go there. Of all the reasons that you, you might go to visit the Great Barrier Reef, you might go and see yeah. uh, your Sydney Opera House or the Harbour Bridge, <laughs> but you said you had to go and see the Round the Twist Lighthouse. Well, my, my friend and I watched it before I went away. And he said, well, we've got to watch it to brush up on a bit of Aussie lingo. Yeah. And uh, we slowed down the credits at the end of the programme to find out where it was. Amazing. We love your dedication. Would you like to join Richie and I with one round of the theme tune just to wrap up this call and end on a high? Would you be up for that? Ready? Uh, yeah. Three, two, one. Have, Have you, you ever... ever- Ever, ever felt, felt like, felt this? like this. Oh, I see you ever ruined it. <laughs> I wasn't ready, I wasn't ready. No, I can't do it again, this is live radio. <laughs> Love this text from Nick at Jackson Canoes in Runcorn. Oh, my, yeah. my auntie and uncle used to live in Runcorn. Anyway, he says he'd love to stay at the lighthouse on Fraggle Rock with Fulton, McKay and Sprocket. That would make a lovely weekend break. And do you know what would be good for that as well? Go and smash over some Medusa buildings. <laughs> Absolutely stove them in. Been a lot of lighthouse chat because a lot of people were saying the Round the Twist lighthouse uh, to go and visit and stay in. Have you ever? (laughs) Uh, Jessica Fletcher says, Kelly, you'd need a good life insurance or lawyer on retainer, though, if you went and stayed in that house. Stay round Jessica Fletcher's house in a million years, you'd be bumped off. But you know what? As an observation, uh, hometime film club style, uh, the one house that has come in the most that people seem to say they'd want to stay in, Tony Soprano's house. Yes, iconic. What an amazing house that is. We had a warm glow about last night's show. Yeah. Uh, so we thought. Uh, we had lovely 88-year-old, uh, not 88-year-old, 8-year-old Violet on the show. Uh, brilliant little kid who'd written a story about home time, which is an amazing thing. We were super cute. We were really chuffed with it. Uh, we were well impressed. We gave her a home time tea towel as a thank you. Sought after. So brand new home time tea towel for 2022, the new collection, uh, as, as a way to say thank you. And then got on the train, thought nothing of it. Then I got this voice note from my partner Katie on the train home. Listen to this. Oh, my God. I've just, I'm tidying the bedroom and I was just listening to that little girl 
And then he cried because it was so sweet. And then you were like, oh, we've got a little gift for you. I thought, oh, they're going to, like, at least let her come round the studio or something. No, a tea towel. I hope that is a joke and she's getting something else because she deserves more. I mean, how, that was, how rude is that from Katie? It's I a tea towel. It's a good tea towel, though. It was an unsolicited thing from, from Violet, you know? She just thought she'd do it. And yeah. d- d- from us, we were like, oh, that's lovely. We didn't ask for that, but here you are, I have this. But l- l- let's just let's get Violet back on the phone and sort this out. We've got Violet on the line right now, eight-year-old Violet. First of all, how was school today, Violet? Was that good? Good. Superb. That's good news. Uh, well, we are... Uh, obviously, we've been bowled over by your the fan fiction story that you've written about, Richie and I. We talked about it on last night's show. It was an amazing thing. How's the tea towel going that we gave you as a prize? Good. We got a lot of trouble from people yesterday saying that they didn't think it was a very good present to give to a little girl like you. Mm-hmm. Is a tea mm-hmm. towel a good, a good present for an eight-year-old? Yeah. Thank you. She seems pretty happy with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall. Have you done any washing up with it yet? Um, not yet, but I always look at it. Oh. I like looking at tea towels. When you're not drying stuff up, hang it up in the in your bedroom. It makes a good picture. Well, listen, we we felt we have Richie's right. We had had a bit of stick about uh, the fact that we'd only given you uh, a tea towel as a present for your brilliant story that you've written about us. Well, uh, we're we're calling tonight to tell you that we've taken your story radio to the next level. Yes, what we've done is we have got it properly recorded with a very very famous actor making it sound all proper and big and grown up and professional. Thank you. This guy, Matt Berry, a friend of the radio station, a friend of the show, the star of the IT crowd, the star of Toast. Uh, His voice is famous worldwide. He's the voice of Absolute Radio when you hear those little bits between the songs. And we've got him. He loved your work, by the way, as he was recording it. We've got him to voice your story, to narrate it for you. Thank you. Would you like to hear it now, the first part, Violet? Yeah. Let's have a listen. Radio. A fan fiction from eight-year-old Violet. There was a radio presenter. His name was Bush. He had a best friend called Richie. Richie was also a radio presenter. Hi. This is the story of how they became on the radio. One day, Bush was at home, listening to the radio. They said... Do a quiz, and if you get the answers right, you could win your own radio show. As soon as he heard that, his eyes lit up. He went on his phone and entered the quiz. He answered some questions until he had finished all of the questions. Later on in the afternoon, he got a phone call from a random number that he didn't recognize at all. He answered the number and it was absolute radio. OMG, he called Richie over to tell him some exciting news. I have a radio show. Do you want to join me? Sure, said Richie. Yay. There you go, the feel-good story of 2022. How does that sound, Violet, having it voiced by a legend like Matt Berry? Well, look, we're glad that you like it so far. As you know, because you're the author, that's only the first part. You know how the story finishes because you wrote it. Nobody else does yet, and we're going to play it to them next. How are you feeling this evening? Your your story being immortalised by the brilliant Matt Berry. Does it sound good? Yeah, good. 
Now, uh, the first part was about me getting a job, and I feel very happy about how the first part of your story, radio, panned out. But I think it's time for the second part to see how Richie got on. I'm very much looking forward to it. So here is part two. Previously on radio, the fan fiction from 80-year-old Violet. One day, Bush was at home, listening to the radio. They said... Do a quiz, and if you get the answers right, you could win your own radio show. He called Richie over to tell him some exciting news. I have a radio show. And now for part two. That day, when Bush and Richie had a radio show, Richie received a letter. He opened it and was shocked to find he had won a radio show too. Oh no, said Bush. You won't be able to be with me on the radio. I don't know what to do, Richie said. Hmm, actually, I know. I'll just say no thanks. Surprise, Bush replied. Are you sure? Calmly, Richie said, yeah, I'm sure. What's better than doing a radio show with my best friend? Nothing, replied Bush, with a happy tear in his eye. The friends lived happily ever after, pouring delicious tunes into listeners' ears every day. The end. Wow, what about that? Violet, well done. How did that sound? (laughs) Good. (laughs) Violet, we think you are a little star, and like we said to you yesterday, we are so grateful for what you did, and we're really impressed. We think you're a brilliant story writer. And I've got a feeling we're going to be reading books by Violet in the not-too-distant future when we go to the bookshops. You think you might end up doing this as a proper job? Maybe. And we could be your first book, and we'd be very honoured. Thank you so much, Violet. You're welcome. One final question. What's been the best part of this? Hearing your story on the radio or the home-time tea towel? Um... All of it. Yeah, that's the right answer. Good answer. (laughs) Thank you, Violet. You're a star. You're welcome. Do you remember that bit in Star Wars where Luke Skywalker turns off his targeting computer and trusts the Force? That's what we're doing right now on the Tombola. 100 different phone-in topics written on table tennis balls. That's madness, isn't it? They're all inside this gold Tombola, which has now just been... It's, it's not turning very well. I think the spindles that hold on to the actual Tombola are, are becoming a little bit loose. Do you know what Tombola reminds me? What was that Man United player from the 80s called? Was it Paul McGrath? That's it, yeah. I had to have his, like, his knees sprayed in between yeah. games. Literally yeah. only never trained. It's a bit like that, our Tombola. There you are. If I hold them at the side, it's spinning nicely. I just want it to be a fair spin, you see? Let's see what we got. The ball that comes out governs... What we're about to do. It's ball 79, which corresponds to it went to the wrong person. It went to the wrong person? Yeah, so that, I guess, could be a message, uh, like a text message or an email. You hit send, but it had gone to the wrong person. Maybe you sent a Christmas present to entirely the wrong person. You got the parcels mixed up. That would work as well. So the topic is, strictly speaking, it went to the wrong person. So it could be all sorts of things that you sent to the wrong person. We want those stories, the consequences. Tell them to us now, please. It's the Brit Awards tonight. Our social media team are on the red carpet taking photos of people turning up. Uh, a band called Glass Animals have literally just arrived. Every single one of them's got glasses on and Twitter's exploded with likes. <laughs> just leave it out, would you? <laughs> and absolutely ready have not helped by teeing that one up. In other news, uh, it's the Tuesday Tombola. Ball number 79's come out. 
this is the phone. It went to the wrong person. If you've got a story about something like that, get in touch with the show. Anything that went to the wrong person, no matter what the context. Kirsten says, on Sunday, I managed to send my entire week's shop to a holiday home that I went to last year. <sighs> I had no clue until my phone rang saying, hey, it's Tesco, I'm at the gate. I don't have a gate, <laughs> says Kirsten. That's awful. What, what's the protocol there? Do they, like, take it back and deliver it another time, or is that you done and dusted? Are you out? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Kirsten would say it's it's her fault, not the supermarkets. So... Does the person get to keep it? <laughs> the holiday home? Yeah. What a gift. Well, whoever's turning up. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, Mr Ranty says on Twitter, the previous owner of my house had a box of booze sent here by mistake. We hadn't signed for it, and we weren't home at the time. Plus, he was a total idiot that we were dealing with him, so we ended up keeping it and drinking it. <laughs> Living the dream. You never know what's going to happen with the tombola. It went to the wrong person. Sean, what happened? Well, I was in hospital for... Uh, this was in 2015. I was in hospital for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was mess- I was messing the message one night. And uh, I was sent to a very long graphic message. <laughs> and I got a reply back saying, wrong person by my mum. <laughs> <laughs> so you sent an amorous message to your mum by accident? Yeah, it was very graphic as well. Right. <laughs> Nothing left to the imagination. OK, yeah, we kind of get the yeah. message. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Obviously, it's not a story that rings a bell for our producer, Adem. He's just sat in the corner texting like a, teen- <laughs> like a teenager or something. Probably sending it to the uh, right person. He's chatting about Wi-Fi issues. There he is, making things happen. Unbelievable. All going on in the background of the Home Time Show. Let's not let it delay us from finding out another story of it going to the wrong person. Uh, Declan, tell us what happened to you, mate. My then-girlfriend, um, we fairly early on in our relationship, we, got, we went to the Tate Gallery, I think she invited me, because uh, she was a relatively posh southerner. I was an uncultured northerner. And uh, whilst we were there, obviously she was looking at the, the exhibition and the paintings, etc. And uh, I, I just happened to point out there was a Coronation Street uh, star in the room as well. And uh, uh, incidentally, who now, was it? who was the Coronation Street star that was in the room? To be honest, it was a good couple of years ago. It could have been Deirdre from off the top of my head. But, Let's uh, say Deirdre. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, I got an email from my girlfriend to her best friend, who I knew, who, who introduced us, actually, uh, saying, oh, I had a nice night, but uh, culturally, he's a bit uh, he's a bit of an idiot, <laughs> as we were having a good night of the chase, and, uh, yeah, all he could talk about was uh, the coronation story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the review of the date went to you <laughs> rather than yeah. her friend. Uh, yeah, uh, so I phoned up there, and said, oh, have you been in contact with your friend today, Helen? And she said, uh, no, not really, not today. She goes, oh, did you, did you send an email to her early on today? And she goes, mm, I think so. Went, went a bit quiet. Yeah. And then I said, uh, I think you sent it to me rather than her. And I forwarded it on to her. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, it went it went a bit quiet. But uh, but we have been married for 20 years since then. So. Oh! There's me thinking, like, well, obviously you've not seen this girl since. That's the end of the relationship. But you aren't, you're still together. You're married. Yes, 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 indeed. Now your wife just says it to your face. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's learned to live with the uh, football and uh, the cultural uh, intensity of the league, yes. That literally sounds like my LinkedIn profile. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Ball 79 wants to know your stories about it went to the wrong person. Now, some of the stories that are coming in are really, really good stories, but um, they are containing language or uh, anecdotes that um, don't suit a family show like this. But they'll be fruity. So what we're both going to try and do is we've taken a text each um, that falls into, uh, into that category, yep. and we're going to replace some of the words with musical instruments. This is a music show, a music exactly, radio yeah. station, so let's do that. This fella hasn't left his name, uh, and the, the instrument I'll be using is kazoo. OK, cool. Drunk one night, got home, and tried to sign up for the kazoo channels. <laughs> As you do, 15 quid. Got it sorted and then realised you got sent some lady kazooing items for free <laughs> for signing up. <laughs> then realised my mother-in-law paid the bill and they would be sent to her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change the instrument, I'll do a different one. Uh, this text says, I run a small design agency and a long time ago I'd just taken delivery of a new iPhone. Although a West Ham supporter, I used to take in turn to go to plenty of Arsenal home matches Uh-oh. with my mate Mick, an <laughs> Arsenal supporter. On this occasion, I decided to text my mates with a cheekily phrase request saying I was taking Mick up the flute on Saturday <laughs> and was anyone else interested. I inadvertently texted all my clients from a list I'd compiled Amazing. and then had to spend the rest of the week trying to backpedal and explain myself. So there you go. Other sightings of uh, the uh, the creamy Snickers. Uh, do get in touch. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Another one I want to try for you. I think they've got another person, a new person in at Twix. Wow, there's all these new pe- people. They've got, a, they've got a, a lot of variants at the moment. Have yeah. you tried the salted caramel Twix? I have a problem with Twix. I think Twix is, of all the different chocolate bars out there, the worst one. Are you kidding me? It's down there with finger of fudge in terms of it's a bit like, oh, I remember that from school. It's not changed. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what? On the most recent series of The Great British Bake Off, one of the signature challenges... What's the one in the middle where they all have to do the same thing and it's under a blanket? The technical. That's it, the technical. The technical. One One of the technicals they had to do was they had to make Twixes. So... If it's an actual technical challenge that Paul Hollywood sets, you yeah. can't say that that is one of the worst chocolates of all time. But this is good news. If they're mixing it up, that's that's music to my ears because my, my problem with the Twix and I could talk at this for length, but uh, <laughs> they don't do it. They don't, it's been the same for ages, isn't it? Boring old Twix. You can buy sorted caramel ones. You can buy white ones now at Christmas. They also did the uh, uh, winter spiced one. Let me guess. Costco where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah.